0: Hey there, this is Denny Van with Heartfelt Awakening. We are a multimedia publishing company and we create wellness programs for individuals, groups, and corporate wellness programs. So we are getting into a Neville Goddard lecture. So if you are just joining us, enjoy, because we read through the lecture, I might add some stuff, so I'll let you know when I'm cutting in. And then we're gonna open it up for discussion. So I'm going to go ahead and click okay to that. So that as you're listening, hello, welcome, welcome. As you're coming on, we're going to be reading this Neville Goddard lecture, Imagining Creates. And I myself am a huge Albert Einstein fan. And he was actually very concerned about how our education system was killing imagination and creativity so i'd love for you to listen in on this neville goddard lecture it was given on june 3rd 1968 and i that was the month i was celebrating my two i was two years old i was turning two years old that month so listening in Imagining Creates, Neville Goddard starts out by saying, The creator of the world works in the depth of your soul, underlying all of your faculties, including perception, and streams it into your surface mind, least disguised in the form of creative fancy. Watch your thoughts. And you will catch him in the act of creating, for he is your very self. Every moment of time, you are imagining what you are conscious of. And if you do not forget what you are imagining, it comes to pass. You have found the creative cause of your world because God is pure imagination and the only creator. If you imagine a state that brings it to pass, you have found him. Remember, God is your consciousness, your I am. So when you are imagining, God is doing it. If you imagine and forget what you imagine, You may not recognize your harvest when it appears. It may be good, bad, or indifferent. But if you forget how it came into being, you have not found God. You do not have to be rich or be happy, but you must be imaginative. So Danny Van chiming in here as you are coming on and listening live. Thank you so much for being here. We are reading a Neville Goddard lecture called Imagining Creates, and I'd love for you to listen in, take some notes, and we're going to open it up for discussion. And Neville goes on to say, you could have great wealth and be afraid of tomorrow's needs or have nothing and travel the world over for all things exist in your own wonderful human imagination. Let me tell you a story of a lady I know who traveled in her imagination. When this lady was about 16, she lived in Northern California. She was devoted to her father who lived high, wide, and handsome. He supplied all of the family's needs very well until the day he was killed. Then, overnight, the family discovered they had nothing. Her mother, feeling she could not stand being ridiculed, moved the family to San Francisco, where the girl, although possessing outstanding artistic talent, found employment as a waitress in order to help the family. Taking the streetcar home from work the first Christmas Eve, she found the car filled with young boys and girls, singing and happy. She could not retain, restrain her tears. Luckily for her, it was raining, so she extended her face to the heavens and let the rain mingle with her tears. As she tasted the salt of her tears, she said to herself, This is not a streetcar, but a ship, and I am not tasting my tears, but the salt of the sea in the wind. While she physically held the rail of the streetcar, she mentally touched the rail of a ship moving into Samoa. Physically tasting the salt of her tears, she imagined it was the salt of the sea, As the streetcar reached its destination, she was entering the Bay of Samoa, feeling the moonlight shining on her body, having a voice say, isn't it a heavenly night? Two weeks later, this girl received a check for 3,000 from a law firm in Chicago. It seems that two years before, her aunt left the United States requesting that if she did not return, the money was to be given to her niece. Within one month, the girl was on a ship sailing for Samoa. Coming into the bay, she saw a ship plowing through the water, leaving lovely white foam in its path. As the moonlight touched the wake, its it spray touched her face, and a man standing nearby said, "'Isn't it a heavenly night?' At that moment, her outer senses experienced what she had used in her inner senses to make real. Now, imagination, being a spiritual sensation, is the creator of the world. With her five senses, sight, sound, sense, taste, touch, She transformed a streetcar in San Francisco into a ship in the South Pacific. And within one month, she physically fulfilled her imaginal act. Many will say that was just a coincidence, but it was not. It is reality. But how do I get you to believe me? But whether you believe me or not, I know from experience that God and you are one grand imagination and there is no other God. One day, imagination in you will awaken and you, fully aware of who you really are, will know that all things are subject to you, that is your destiny. The present moment is a formed, imaginal act. Arrest it, and you can change it in yourself by following the advice given in the 18th chapter of the book of Jeremiah. And that says, arise, go down to the potter's house, and I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, working at his wheel. The image in his hand was misshapen, but he reworked it into another image, and it seemed good to the potter to do. The word translated potter means imagination, and we are told that the Lord is not only our father but the potter and we are the clay in his hands isaiah 64. rather the day your boss criticize you and you are molding an image of yourself based upon what he said being undesirable That image is misshapen. Unable to discard yourself, you go go down to the potter's house by taking the same scene and reshaping yourself by remembering the day your boss congratulated you on your accomplishments. Will this act change your world? Yes. I tell you, the God of the universe is shaping your morning, noon, and night as you accept words, actions, and events from seeming others. So this is Denny chiming in. So if you were growing up and you were told maybe you're stupid, you know, you can't do that, all of those things, this is a misshapen image of ourself if we believe it and accept it. So you are using and accepting the words and actions and events from seeming others from the images others have of you, which is really based off of the image they have of themselves. Right. So this creates a loop and we are doing this to ourselves. So we are misusing our power. But what Neville is saying here, because the image is misshapen. He's telling you, go down to the potter's house by taking the same scene and reshaping yourself. So going down to the potter's house, meaning go inside and go down into imagination and remake the scene. Now, I know there's some people say, well, I can't see things. That's okay. You don't have to be able to see things to use imagination because he mentions all five senses. So I work with people who are deaf. They they have severe hearing loss, and they use sign language to communicate. doesn't matter. It's using whatever senses you have access to to begin to create a new scene. This is what's important. And then Neville goes on to say, I urge you to shape your world from within and no longer from without. I'm going to say that sentence again. This is Danny here, and I'm also going to grab some water. Really digest this sentence. Very few words. Listen for the words. Now experience it. He says, I urge you. So this means this is something really important. Listen up. What does he urge us to do? Shape your world from within. Number one, and no longer from without. So it's this, look at what's happening in our world. We are shaping our inner world by what's happening outside of us. And then what's happening? We're getting more insanity. And we keep trying to do the same things over and over again, expecting different results. And so we know what Einstein said about this. At least they think Einstein said about repeating the same thing over and over again while expecting different results. He's saying no longer from without. That means we cannot do the same things we've been doing. That means we have to do something different. And this is the work that I do. I use your senses, no matter which senses you have. We try and use at least three of your senses to recreate from within. And we use the tools and techniques to show you how to easily do exactly this. So he's saying to do this and the next sentence he begins into the how, let me grab some water, grab some water yourself. So starting again, what he's saying to do and now listen for the how he, he says, I urge you to shape your world from within and no longer from without describe yourself as you would like to be seen by others and believe your words. Did you catch that? Those were the instructions. Do you want me to read that again? Describe yourself as you would like to be seen by others and believe your words. So Denny chiming in here in neuro-linguistic programming, we have a formula that describes this. It breaks it down into three words, be, do, have. So the be as describing yourself as you would like to be seen and believe your words. So that means you got to be what it is you're projecting that's number one next is do walk in the assumption they are true is what he goes on to say that's the do part and then the have because no power can thwart God what he is imagining you will experience the experience is the have so if you were to break this down into three sentences into a formula it's be, do, and have. Here's the problem most people have. Listen up. Most people have go to the do first and they skip the be. This is like, I've talked about this before. It's like if you're an actor, you're trying to portray a role by doing it first without learning your lines and learning your character. This, what, this is what creates imposter syndrome which leads to self-sabotage because there are under things going on that are going to prevent you from being at first, because sometimes it could be uncomfortable learning your lines, right? You got to be able to get uncomfortable in order to be what it is you want. And so he goes, I'm going to say what he says this last part again, Walk in the assumption they are true, and because no power can thwart God, what He, He's the potter, is imagining you will experience. So, this is the NLP formula of be, do, and have. And if you're trying to do it and you feel that self sabotage, imposter syndrome, it's because you haven't learned your lines yet. That means you got to go back to the misshapen image you have of yourself, where he says back in a couple paragraphs, imagine molding an image of yourself based upon what he said. You know, if your boss says being you're undesirable, that image is misshapen. That means you have a misshapen image of yourself. You need to go back and get details and reshape that image. Learn the lines, be it, wear the costume, be the character then do the things the character will do then what he is imagining you will experience this is why manifestation is not about the money it's what you experience did you catch that this is why manifestation is not about the money it's what you experience the money will come so you can have the experience. Let go of the money. Focus on getting clarity on your experience because you're telling God what you're imagining. Okay, this is exciting stuff here. I hope you're, you're getting just as excited as I am with this Neville Goddard lecture. This just really helps me remember because sometimes the world can show you what you don't want, right? And phew, it's getting pretty ugly out there. So what we want to do is, this is a misshapen image that we have. We want to go back and reshape that image. So if all of us do this, oh my gosh, can you imagine what we will experience? All right, Neville goes on to say in this lecture, You are not someone apart from God, for I am cannot be divided The Lord, our God, is one I am, not two. If God's I am and your I am is the same I am, define what you would like to be. Then believe you are the Lord. I like the lady who transformed the streetcar into a cruise. Lose yourself in your new state while your world on the outside remains momentarily the same. So, Danny chiming in here. So, he's saying here that there's going to be some time between what you're creating with God, what you're re-imaging and shaping and reforming the image that you see, Because it's a misshapen image of what we see. And instead of reacting to it, we can respond by taking that image internally, reshaping it and recreating it as the potter, with the potter, if you will. And then ignoring what's going on in the outside world, because you know it's already been changed inside. And he says, even though the outside remains momentarily the same. So you're not trying to change the outside image. Trying to change the outside image is kind of like looking in the mirror and trying to change what you see in the mirror instead of what's seeing, what's looking at the mirror, right? So we know that the mirror is momentarily going to be the same until we go inside and change it. And it's momentarily the same. So that means we got to let go of importance of trying to change our outside world, make it more important as a practice to do with every, every single time we find ourselves reacting to something. This is a great opportunity to take what you're reacting to and reform that image. And even though you know what you're seeing is momentarily the same, you already know the energy of that has been changed because God changed it. Done. That's standing in faith. You need nothing outside yourself to give you faith. You uncovered the faith that is you. Excellent. So, oh, I can't wait to open it to discussion. So if you're just joining us, thank you so much. We are going through this Neville Goddard lecture, Imagining Creates. And when we're done, we're going to open it up for discussion. And I hope you are just as excited as I am about this lecture. Neville goes on. Now, Your reasoning mind may say she did have an aunt who had the presence of of mind to die and leave her $3,000 at that particular time. And being young, she did not consider the future. But I tell you this, this is how the law works. It never fails if you will go all out and believe that your human imagination is god because god cannot die for he is a god of the living so when the garment you now wear comes to its end you the being living in it will continue to live you will still be in a world just like this one until you awaken from the dream of life then you will move into an entirely different age to realize the oneness of the being that you really are. Until then, believe what I am telling you for it is true. Excellent. So I'm going to chime in here. This is Denny. He began here in this section by saying, now your reasoning mind may say whatever your reasoning mind. So this is something that he's saying is another part of us. So we have our reasoning mind and then we have the being living in this garment that will come to an end, but you, the being living in it will continue to live. So this being has a reasoning mind and this reasoning mind is a construct. It's not something mm, born to us. It's something constructed. And so our reasoning mind, our mind is not really to be trusted. He's saying here because your reason, he says your reasoning mind may say she did have an aunt, who had the presence of mind to die and leave her $3,000. So here comes the reasoning mind. So, and he's also kind of, if you feel the words behind it, the reasoning mind is also not to be trusted. So it might reason with you and it might say things that might seem logical, but this is not what your focus is it on. Your focus isn't on believing that your human imagination will never fail you because the line here, he says, it never fails. If you go all out and believe that your imagination is God, this is the power we have and misusing our imagination is misusing our power as God because God cannot die. He is a God of the living. So when the garment you now wear comes to its end, you, the being living in it, will continue to live. Nice. Neville goes on to say, When you imagine for a seeming other, you are blessed. For there is no other and you are giving your imaginal gift to yourself. So, <clears throat> I'm your seeming other. I'm in, an image in your imaginal matrix. And I am going to tell you, you are wonderfully blessed. And you believe it. You accept it. You experience it. And you imagine it to be true. And then, you are gifted because, Neville says, for there is no other and you are giving your imaginal gift to yourself. The other is true as well. If you have a teacher or somebody near to you who says you're stupid, you're not good enough. That will never happen. Who do you think you are? There is no other and you are giving your imaginal gift away to that seeming other. This is the power we have. Neville goes on to say, Hear your friend tell you his good news. See the joy in his face. Feel the thrill of fulfillment and let it take place in your world. And as it does, recognize your harvest. Realize you are responsible for its consummation, this consummation bringing mind and heart into that frequency of coherence. When two or this is Denny chiming in, this consummation he means when two or more are gathered in his name. This is where the magic happens. This is realizing you are responsible for this consummation. You are responsible for creating this frequency of coherence. Neville goes on to say. The world is yourself pushed out. So I see this quote a lot, Denny here. I see this quote a lot. I totally see this quote a lot. And so here, here he's going to tell you to ask yourself a question. So listen in. If you've seen this quote a lot, listen in. The world is yourself pushed out. Ask yourself what you want and then give it to yourself. Do not question how it will come about, just go your way, knowing that the evidence of what you have done must appear and it will, right? So there's that Denny here, there's that momentary time where it's not yet in your outer world yet, but you know that it will because it must appear. This is faith. This is a great definition of faith because faith does not come outside of you. Neville goes on to say, last year while I was in Barbados, a friend received a call from his mother telling him that his brother had killed a man. As he replaced the phone, a vision appeared in which the woman said, find Neville and he will give you the rainbow in the sky. A friend call- My friend called me in Barbados and when I heard his story, I said, it is done. God is infinite mercy, and there is nothing but forgiveness of sin. When the Spirit of Christ is formed in you, you will forgive a person no matter what he has done. Pharaoh would not let his people go because God has hardened his heart. So how can you condemn Pharaoh for something God did? Tonight, my friend told me his mother called to tell him his brother had been set free. I will tell you now that no one can reach the end of the journey without having killed someone. Everyone must play every part so that when memory returns, he may forgive all the part of the thief, the murderer, the rapist, and the one raped. Every state will be experienced. Anything man can do is recorded in scripture. And to fulfill scripture, man must do everything. Had I not played every part, I would not have been born from above. My friend who loves his brother and could not understand how he could do such a thing, has murdered, as we all have. We must do everything the world condemns in order for the Spirit of Christ, which is continual forgiveness of sin, to be formed within us. And when this happens to you, you will see no one, to condemn. It is not that you are indifferent to war or murder, but you will see the world as a play with you, the author, playing all the parts. So, Denny chiming in here. Where have we heard this before? Maybe some Shakespeare where the world is a stage? Isn't this a magnificent reminder hi puppy are you coming in or out okay so one of my puppies is wanting to come in excellent so neville goes on to say remember you don't have to abide by anything you dislike it is but a vessel in your hand which is not properly shaped So it goes back to this misshapen clay, but here he calls it a vessel. So I talked before about holding space. And when you create like a vessel, like a container, I'd love for you to listen to that talk on holding space. And Neville here talks about this, where he says, Rework it into another vessel as it seems good for you, the potter, the imaginator, to do. This is profound here. And this goes along with the work that I've been doing with brain-stimulated wellness and using the nervous system to create a container because we know scientifically that we can read our human nervous system feet off the human body so we use our nervous system as a container and he talks about here it is but a vessel in your hand which is not properly shaped that means we can shape the container and we and it comes from the inside out off of our physical body and again he says You, the author, playing all the parts. Remember, you don't have to abide by anything you dislike. So if we are looking at our outer world and saying, I don't like that, but we're feeding our energy to it, we're creating an energetic loop. That means it's going to come to fulfillment of more of not liking that. We've experienced this. (laughs) and we are playing all the parts. So he says, go down to the potter's house and rework it into another vessel as it seems good for you, the potter, to do. Yes, puppy. Yes, I am talking, and you are talking too. And he loves it, my puppy. This is Denny chiming in here. I have three dogs. This one's 11 months old almost. But he loves it when I hold a container because I have no mind. And Neville talks about this other part of us, the mind that is going to, you know, talk justice and logic to us, right? When I'm holding a container, I can't have the mind in because I'm, I'm activating major nervous system parts. And we activate at least three of the five senses while we're holding a container. This is so important because you want it as it seems good for you, the potter, to do. And so as I hold a container with someone, there's more communication happening on these levels than words. I invite you to try this out yourself. Neville goes on to say, you cannot only rework your concept of self into a new one, but you can rework another. If one is not well or does not earn enough pay to pay his expenses, the concept is misshapen. You didn't ask the vessel if you may rework it. Rather, you feel as though you have witnessed the changed, (laughs) Or heard the good news so Denny chiming in here energy workers Reiki healers so this goes along the lines of of prayer where we really don't have to ask permission we just rework the image of what we've seen and then let it go for the highest good and then we witness by hearing good news later on so this is how we're able to hold a vessel hold space and then maybe reshape someone's not feeling well. You pray, quote unquote, by reworking the image and then sending that image out from the power that you are. Neville goes on to say, there must be action. Okay, Denny chiming in here. (laughs) You know how you say, you know, just have a good thought and then do nothing and then things will come to you. Here's, here's Neville saying, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. So I'm going to repeat what Neville said. There must be action for an idea alone produces nothing. So there's a scripture in the Bible that says works, faith without works is dead. So you can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't do anything, it's dead. So idea alone produces nothing. You must act within yourself by entering the idea. Okay. So you're being it. That this is the first part of the formula, Denny chiming in here. You must act within yourself by entering the idea. So you're like an actor learning your lines and your role. He goes on to say, when someone calls or makes a request of you, you must act upon it by producing a motor element within yourself. It may be the sound of the voice telling you it has already happened, or you may feel the touch of his hand. Whatever you do, it must be something that takes the desire from being an idea and moves it into the creative state of fulfillment. The very first creative act recorded in Scripture scripture, is when the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. Here is motion. There's movement happening. If you would like to be elsewhere, all you need to do is close your senses to the room you now occupy and sense the room where you would like to be. Open your eyes and your senses will deny any change. Hi, sweetie. For yours was a psychological motion. By closing your eyes, the obvious here, where you are, vanishes. And through the act of assumption, there becomes here. Seeing the world related to your new position, you breathe reality into the state and Having moved from where you are to where you want to be, you have created it. All right. So Denny chiming in here. If you heard like dogs in the background, it was just my puppy spinning in circles. He's so excited. So I'm going to let him out and welcome everyone who has joined. We are doing a Neville Goddard lecture and then we are going to open it to discussion. And I did open it up for discussion for anyone who would want to chime in. Excellent. Very good. So Neville goes on to say, I know this doesn't make sense, but as Douglas said, the secret of imagining is the greatest of all problems to the solution of which every mystic aspires for supreme power, supreme wisdom, supreme delight, lie in the solution of this far off mystery. How is this mystery unraveled? By claiming you are all imagination, then wrapping yourself in space and mentally seeing your world relative to your assumed position in space. Do that and you have moved. So that's the first part of this Benny chiming in. That's the first part of the NLP manifestation formula, be, do, and have. So you got to be it. And he says, do that, and you have moved. And he goes on to say, President Hoover once said, human history, through its many forms of government, its revolutions, its wars, In fact, the rise and fall of nations could be written in terms of the rise and fall of ideas implanted in the minds of men. So, Denny chiming in here, just take a look at the ideas that are being implanted in the minds of men right now. Just take a moment. And now... I want to open it up to discussion really soon here because we're getting toward the end of this lecture, but look at the power Neville says we have. And the other side of this, look at the power that we are misusing. So this was 1968 and how much more it applies applies today than ever. All right, Neville goes on. Here you see that the change of governments is the result of the change of ideas implanted in the mind. Can you now see how we are implanting the horrors of the world? Read the morning paper, watch television, or listen to the radio, and you will observe how their minds, their words, will frighten you in order to get your attention. All right, Denny chiming in here. Anybody else getting goosebumps? I mean, seriously, this was like over 50 years ago, right? So he goes on to say, See a headline that someone was murdered and you stop to read it. See another saying things are fine and you ignore it and it would mean nothing. Read the scandal sheet telling of some prominent person who has been unfaithful and you enjoying a bit of gossip. All these are ideas implanted in the mind, which cause the rise and fall of nations. I tell you, imagining creates reality. If you want to change your life, you must become aware of the ideas you are planting in the minds of others. When you meet someone who is negative, put a lovely idea in their place. Then, whenever you think of them, imagine they are telling you something lovely. And because you now walk in a world that is not disturbed by his negative state, when he finds himself no longer thinking negative thoughts, he will never know you were its source. You will know it, and that is all that is important. So Denny chiming in here. He's given us ideas with the power of imagination that we have. So we see all this stuff going on in the, our world, and I'm not going to name names. You, you know exactly what's going on in your world. Let's test it. I mean, there's, there's so many people listening right now, and whether you're listening now or listening later, what does it hurt to test it? And then recognize when the mind comes to tell you, oh, that's just coincidence, or oh, that didn't really happen, or oh, la, 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 you know, just downplaying the power that we have, right? And remembering that, oh, yeah, I'm not that mind. I can continue creating this container and re-imaging it, reshaping it, reforming it, And knowing that it's going to come back to me fulfilled. Neville goes on to say, become aware of the thoughts you are thinking and you will know a more pleasant life. Now, there's a quote, Denny chiming in here. There's a quote. I'm going to highlight that. That is, put that quote everywhere. He goes on. It makes no difference what others do. Plant loving kind thoughts and you will be blessed in the doing. All right, so be, do, and have. So be, be the loving thoughts. Be them and give them freely to others. Danny chiming in here. It makes no difference what others do. Plant loving, kind thoughts and you will be blessed in the doing. Believe me, Here was a child of 16 who transformed her cheers into the salt spray of the sea, a streetcar into a ship, and San Francisco into Samoa. She is blessed, for when it came to pass, she never forgot her moment of despair when she imagined a state and it came to pass. I ask you now to believe in the invisible God who became you. When you say I am, you think of the face you wear, but you are not it. You are so much greater than it could ever be. One day, God's son David will look into the eyes of the being you really are and call you father. He will not call you by the name of your mask you wear. For David is the express image of your invisibility. Recognizing you as his eternal father, David signifies that your journey into the world of death is at its end. And from that moment, you will share your experiences with anyone who will listen and save everyone you meet. You will save one who is unemployed by mentally hearing him tell you how he is now gainfully employed and making more money than ever before. Having heard his good news, you will subjectively appropriate your objective hope and never turn back by doubting the reality of what you have done. You will simply watch it come to pass. Then you will know that you have found him whom Moses the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, who is the Lord God and the Father of all. I have disclosed the one and only so- source of the phenomena of life. Everything that has ever happened is happening or will happen to you comes from God who is your own wonderful human imagination. I urge you to use it wisely. Now a lady wrote me saying she heard a voice cursing her and not understanding she questioned self and heard the words because I want you. In the book of Galatians, Paul, Paul tells of those who have arrived at the end of their journey to reject all laws and institutions which would interfere with the direct communication with their individual God. Galatians one, 5, one through 14. In the spirit world, all organized societies are personified, Rivers, mountains, cities, everything is human, for God is man. Even the Los Angeles Women's Club building is personified in the spirit world, representing a need of the ladies who own it. When seen in the spirit world and trying to detach yourself from it, it will curse you, for it wants to feed on you. So Denny chiming in here, these are what we call today energy vampires, or I do believe like reality transurfing calls it pendulums. And um, basically the, the movement of energy and how we feed these and how these energies or these constructs want to feed on us. And Neville goes on to say, so when you leave, religious institutions, organizations, customs, and laws that would interfere with your individual direct communion with your God, they will curse you, for they will have lost you. So, Denny chiming in here, that means they cannot feed on you anymore. Okay, they can't feed on you anymore, so they're going to turn against you. Neville goes on. Just leave them alone. I have seen them all, and they are nothing more than shadows. Once I saw a monstrous witch in a cave teaching little children the black arts. When she saw me, she screamed, Oh, man of God, what have you to do with me? The Bible tells the same story. Those who teach the black arts and how to hurt people, those who would control your mind and make you dependent on them, are only personifications of organizations who keep you from contacting the only God who is within you. Even every orthodox religious group would enslave you for the rest of eternity if they could. But when you leave that belief, its personification will curse your leaving, but their curse means nothing. They cannot touch you when you completely reject any intermediary between yourself and God. Now come back to tonight's theme. Imagining creates reality. Have you imagined something and it hasn't come to pass? Then what are you imagining right now? Are you are you imagining you are John Brown? You were not born knowing you were John Brown. When he says, come back to tonight's theme, and are you imagining that you are fill in the blank, I'm Denny. Are am I imagining that I'm Denny? I'm not born knowing Denny. You were born and others began to call you John. As time passed, you began to assume you were John Brown and began to respond when you heard the name John. So we're programmed. We begin to respond. We begin to have reactions or re- programmed responses, right? Last paragraph here, when you imagined being secure, did you forget the feeling? Are you imagining you are secure now? You may have no evidence that you are secure, but as you allow others to tell you how much you are loved and wanted, how successful and famous you are, you will begin to assume it. An imagination will have created its reality. Try it. For that reality, you already are. Now, let us go into silence. Excellent. This is such a powerful lecture by Neville Goddard, given on June 3rd, 1968. And um, that was the month I was turning two years old. So how relevant it is today that you know our imagination is the potter and we are co-creators with this part of ourselves. and as we connect more to this and use the tools to enhance to connect to to learn about there's so much to learn about this and the only way to do that is to start by using it and if you tell me i can't imagine things i can't see things i'm not going to accept that as an excuse because that is only one part of the nervous system there are many powerful nerves as a matter of fact there are five that we know of and i contend there are more but when we connect to three or more of our senses This is, you're using, you're creating a container and then you're reworking the images in this container and then you let it go and go about your day. So let's say, for example, you have a narcissistic boss and you're having anxiety about going to work. Uh, Because I do a lot, I work with employers with uh, wellness, employee wellness programs, um, the employers want to provide this service but one of the things we ask them is what are their thoughts and what are they imagining and so they begin to see their employees from a different light so even before we start working with them the employers are already seeing employees in a different light and they can't wait to see it happening both ways and transformation happening not by changing what's happening outside by changing everything that's happening inside. And we have exercises and Neville in this lecture, listen to it again. He gives you so much meat in here that you can start using. And this is how I started creating my own, Using the nervous system because my specialty is neurokinesis, working with the interstitial system of the body. And the interstitium is actually a newly announced organ as early as 2018. And I've been working with it for years. So when you combine these within yourself, you create this vessel, this, this potter communication and it is so powerful it changes not only the people around you but the beings around you you know if if you're afraid of animals just get into this state of imagining this animal when they see you they just lay down and relax and then you're able to go about your day and you're able to say in your mind thank you other being have a good day and whereas before you see the animal You're sparking this misshapen container and projecting it outward, and the animal is responding to you. And I work with teacher organizations, and we talk about how teachers themselves, they haven't even said a word, but they're actually creating more stress in their classroom, and it's not their fault because it's the organization above them putting even more stress on them, which puts more stress on our children. And do you think our children can learn in a stressful environment? Do you think our teachers can properly teach in a stressful environment? And it can stop with the teacher by creating a container of her classroom and imagining what she wants to feel and experience at the end of the day. And then moving from that space, And then if there is something behavior happening that is not wanted, let it play out without feeding any of it. Because I'll tell you, a lot of times kids do the behavior because of the reactions they're getting. Instead, let the behavior play out. Don't even respond. And then ask the child or say thank you to the child and then continue moving on. And this works with children, animals, people. This is the power we have to change where you are right now. Excellent. And you know what? We have so many people joining in and I do not see, um, I allowed people to join, but I do not see how to Um, Have a listener come on. I would love to open it up for discussion on this lecture on how imagining creates. And this is the matrix. So your inner world is so powerful. And when you're able to create a container and recognize the misshapen image, take that misshapen image within your container and rework it. Rework it to what the potter likes, because you are the potter, whether you're using your visual imagery, auditory, feeling, sensing, you're excited, or you hear news back, you hear news back, oh my gosh, I just got this amazing job, and then you just know, thank you. You don't have to say, oh yeah, that was all me, right, because that's the mind and the ego. And that doesn't even need to happen you just send out more blessings because those blessings come back to you this is this is really um the opposite side of being the negative side of selfish this is the opposite side of selfish this is we get selfish with what we allow in our container and if we allow something in our container we reshape it we do something about it this is part of the be do and have and then you experience miracles. I mean, what else can you call it? Miracles. I'd love for you guys to share your imagining, what, what imagination created for you. And I want to hear from you. But if you want to continue this discussion or if you want to talk to me about, you know, how how we can help you create this for yourself and move from this space of coherence that creates transformation let's have a conversation you can set up an appointment with me it's free go to heartfelt slash call and I look forward to having the conversation with you and um, if there's no one to come on I want to thank you for being with me on this Neville Goddard lecture and discussion and I do want to continue the discussion send me an email tell me what you loved Tell me what you'd love to hear more of. Denny at heartfeltawakening.com. And in the meantime, keep imagining.